Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today's a busy one, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Today's episode is brought to you by WeBuyRides.com. WeBuyRides.com is a place to get a real offer on your vehicle. If you've had experiences with car dealerships or other car lots before, you'll understand that when people say they'll give you the best offer they can, that's not always necessarily a truthful. You may get the best offer here, the best offer there. I can personally testify that WeBuyRides.com they will give you the absolute best offer, a real offer for your vehicle. They will buy your vehicle outright for that offer or that offer price will be good on a new or used vehicle trade-in. They have a huge network of buyers to ensure that they can give you the best wholesale price possible. Now that offer is just going to be the best price that you can get. Things like CarMax or other third-party services like We Buy Rides, they just don't compare in customer service and the amount of money that they're going to offer you for your vehicle. Before you sell or trade your car, take the time to go to webuyrides.com and make sure you're getting the best deal possible. We, they specialize in 4x4s, diesel trucks, and highline vehicles. That's webuyrides.com with a Z, www.webuyrides.com with a Z. Now, again, too, you guys know this. I don't gloss over this at all. Customer service is everything to me. And I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. Uh, if if the character that these folks that run the show over at WeBuyRides.com bleeds into their business, this will be nothing but the top-notch, best quality service. Another sponsor of ours is Infinite Off-Road. Now, Infinite Off-Road actually did something really cool for me this week. I'm racing endurance at AOP. I'm actually about to go do the race. I'm releasing this episode, recording the intros and the outros this morning here Saturday. Uh, they hooked me up with a set of their brand new 80 watt spot floodlights. And let me tell you guys, uh, the wiring kit, everything, it's 30 degrees out here this morning in my driveway. I just put it all together in just a little bit under 45 minutes because my hands were frozen mostly. But Infinite Off-Road has light bars, light pods, um, Everything you can think of, mirrors with lights in them, wheel rings, whips, rock lights, the whole nine yards. And all of Infinite Off-Road's products come backed with a 25-year warranty, a no questions asked, even covering accidental damage. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty insane warranty, and uh, I got a lot of love for the guys over there. Their customer service and communication has always been top-notch. Um, I literally have pulled up on Mike at his house, and he was moving orders just like he does every single day to get you guys the, the order you ordered as fast as possible, and, and he's he's just a great guy to deal with. Uh, Infinite Off-Road is, is kind of opened my eyes here recently to the fact that not all light bars are made the same. Um, they go above and beyond to make sure that quality and price point are right in that perfect zone where you're going to get the best bang for your buck and you're going to get a really great product. Um, it's amazing. I was one of the few that bought uh, the first light bar from Mike when he first opened his doors. And to what I bought uh, you know, this week, uh, the quality of everything and the technology in these lights has just greatly, greatly improved over the years. I'm really glad to have them on board. Third sponsor is also a sponsor of the Pro Rock Race. I'm racing in this afternoon. Uh, All Things UTV basically has everything you need outside of Infinite Off-Road, everything you need for your car, uh, whether it's a Kawasaki, a Honda, Can-Am, a Polaris, whatever you drive, All Things UTV will have your hard parts. They'll have accessories, 
engine components or engine accessories let me say it like that uh suspension components springs uh they have offer a cloud nine kit they're probably the best seller of uh tender springs their razor aid tender springs are the most like i see them everywhere all the time uh get some of that ride height back out of your car get some of that usable uh suspension back out of your car and they're even offering a full cloud nine spring kit with crossover rings and all eight springs uh all things utv really is your one-stop shop if you need dry train parts rs1 diff turbo diff 1000 diff they've got everything in stock and uh, i'm really really glad to have those guys on board because they literally carry everything uh infinite off-road offers a i forgot to say this during their ad uh infinite off-road offers a 10 percent off discount code with code rocks r-o-c-k-s and without further ado, we're going to jump into it. We got a really cool episode today. Uh, the fellas from just, I mean, Team Hoback. We got we got both of them on. We got Justin and Colton today. Uh, a really great interview. Had a great time talking to these guys because they've been foundational in helping push uh, the RC division of the Southern Rock Racing Series. And uh, it it's just, it's moving and it's growing. Justin's now building uh, chassis. Uh, it's just a really great interview. I really enjoyed talking to these guys about well, not only what they've done in the side-by-side world, but the advancements they're making in the RC world. So I hope you enjoy it. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us and let's talk about racing on the rocks. This call is now being recorded. Team Hoback. I got the Hoback brothers in the house. How are both of y'all? I'm doing right. good. Good, good. Um, so I've been trying to get you guys on the show for a while, just getting the schedule all laid out. What seems to be the magic thing on my end is, is getting everybody lined up here. Um, weddings are done. You know, big events are done. I finally have got you guys here. Uh, I'm really, really excited to talk to you guys because for those who don't know, you guys have a huge background in rock bouncing, uh, and and I'm just I'm ready to hear about it all. So uh, if you guys want to, um, Colton, if you'll go first, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do outside of the off-road world, and then Justin, if you want to do the same, uh, that'd be a good introduction for everybody to get to know you. All right, I uh, I live in Oakland, Tennessee, which is in West Tennessee, and uh, I. For occupation, I sell uh, four-wheel drive diesel trucks and some gas trucks and mainly just a wholesale to other dealers and stuff and and uh, pedal, these, pedal these trucks around. That's what I do. I like it. I like it. I'm sure that's beneficial to have that kind of connection, especially with all the uh, all the traveling you guys do. Oh, yeah. But how about yourself, Justin? All right. Uh, I live in Lebanon, Tennessee. Uh, outside of Nashville, moved up here in 2013. Uh, had a wife and uh, two kids, a, a four-year-old daughter and a, a son who's uh, about five months old. So uh, I'm in the I'm an aircraft mechanic uh, originally. Uh, was aircraft mechanic in Memphis, and uh, if anybody knows anything about the airline industry, it changes like water. So uh, I uh, got. Ended up out of a job in Memphis and uh, up here in, in Nashville with a with a company that I I knew without a doubt that this is where I wanted to work. So uh, luckily uh, they had a position open and uh, in 2013 I was able to move up here and uh, 
started out as a mechanic with the company and uh, moved up uh, through management on the aircraft maintenance side. And then uh, the company began branching out into other areas other than aircraft maintenance. And uh, now we do ground support equipment maintenance. And uh, we even have another branch of the company called Extreme Coatings where we uh, sell different paints and uh, coatings. So I'm glad to be a part, part of that as well. Yeah, that's awesome, and I'm sure that those, uh, you know, whether it's the years of working on airplanes or the years of being in the off-road world, uh, I'm sure there's some crossover there, so uh, I'm sure it's it, it's good to have those skills. But uh, we'll just jump right in, fellas. Um, I don't know who wants to go first. I'll let you decide amongst yourselves. Um, how did you guys get into the off-road world? Did you guys grow up doing this? Uh, yeah, we, uh, since we were little kids, uh, our grandfather bought us, uh, go-karts and then, uh, and then it was from go-karts to dirt bikes and dirt bikes to four-wheelers and then four-wheelers to side-by-sides and a couple of trucks here and there. Uh, we, uh, we got into diesel, uh, four-wheel drive truck pulling for a little while and then, uh, but pretty much everything, uh, has always been off-road or, or four-wheel drive. Now, when did you guys get into the uh, the side by side game? We've always the, the, uh, we, well. We started. Uh, Justin got a Yamaha Rhino 700. He bought it brand new, and uh, not long after that, I, I'm for for those that don't know, I'm three and a half years younger than Justin, so I'd say probably a. Maybe a year, year and a half later, I've hustled me up enough money, and I got a Kawasaki T-Rex. So we were on the Rhinos and the Kawasaki T-Rexes, and and I tell you, you know, we 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 joke about it all the time, but we we made some nasty climbs with those Yamaha Rhinos and T-Rexes that I I'm not sure I'd want to do it in a razor today. So you know, we're a lot younger and crazier then, but but. You, you, if you think your razor can climb a hill, try it in a in a Yamaha or a or a Kawasaki T-Rex with a bed on it. It's yeah. a real challenge. Then. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to. That sounds that sounds like a bad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, and then from uh, there, but but that's awesome. So you guys, yeah, go ahead. I'll just and and then from there, from the from the T-Rexes, uh, we win. Uh, I, I think I got a Can-Am Commander. And uh, then graduated from the Commander to the Maverick, and then went from the Maverick to the four-seater uh, Polaris. And whenever I got the four-seater Polaris, that's when I decided that maybe racing was something that I wanted to do when I took on the sponsorship with Special Carrier Suspension in 2015. That's really when it all started with the racing scene. Really? Because it, it seems like uh, kind of the Hoback name, you know, maybe it's it's just so f- the fact that you guys are in all facets of the sport, but it seems like you guys have just been around for forever. I started uh, following uh, online and Facebook Southern Knot Racing as soon as it started in 2012, and in 2013 I started showing up at the events, and, you know, back in the old days it was Bobby Tanner and Timmy and in Showtime and and Peter Basler and and uh, you know the what I call the old guys. Uh, Adam Ringer's been there with us the whole time, and it was a great time back then. 
and uh, I've been with Southern Knot Racing ever since. So, did you guys ever get into the full-size bouncers? We hadn't ventured into that yet. It's on both of our minds, but uh, we we hadn't we haven't done a full-size bouncer yet. So let me ask you this: If you guys did build a full-size bouncer, um, you know, you guys. Let me rephrase this: You guys race as a team, taking turns driving, right? Yes, and uh, go ahead, Justin. Yeah, for the most part, uh, in 2017, we both signed up in different uh, aspects of it. Colton signed up in the Cup Series, and I signed up in the Bounty Series. And uh, we kind of did two different things. We knew that we didn't want to compete against each other. We wanted to focus on uh, those particular, you know, types of races, mm-hmm. you know, work together. And then in, uh, in, in 2018, we thought that if we had two uh, razor buggies that we thought we could collect more points that way because it seemed that, uh, if we could gather up those points, then that would mean that we kind of keep the heat off of one or the other. But mm-hmm. it kind of that kind of muddied the water a little bit, and uh, we kind of lost focus and, and slipped a little bit in 2018. And uh, in 2019, we decided to go back to just the one one uh, buggy and you know one team, and and uh, it, we did see better results that way. Now, did you guys see better results because, um, you know, your driving styles complement each other, or was it because you guys had the resources to put into one car and make that one car excellent? Well, I think the one that that we have that we raced in 2017, 2018, and 2019, I mean, we had a couple little issues with the drive shaft in 2017, but other than that, we literally have not turned any wrenches on it other than to change the oil and one axle that broke. And that, I'm talking about for three years of racing. So that's that's insane. Uh, I've never heard something like that. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, I mean, this whole year we pretty much just put gas in it. Uh, at the finals, uh, everybody saw the dust dust uh, bowl that it was. So we ended up having to put an air filter in it. So. That's about it. I mean, so it's 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 been really reliable. So uh, the reliability, uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to the reliability of that rig. Yeah. So now that car is actually for sale right now too for a super reasonable price, right? Yes, it is. Uh, you know, it is it is pretty much stock when it comes to the motor and clutching and all that, and we feel like. Uh, we need more horsepower, you know, obviously to compete with uh, Paul Wolf and uh, rumor is I think Nathan might be racing two, both of them at the same time. So between those two and Timmy and all that, you know, uh, in 2017, reliability would get you on the podium, but uh, it's getting to the point where we need some more horsepower. So uh, we're thinking we want to start with a clean slate to try to get some more horsepower. We got some sponsors that, uh, that uh, are offering some, uh, some power adders to us, so yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, so let me ask you this: Where did you end up for uh, this season in the side by side world? How did you guys end the season? We uh, we ended up fifth place uh, for the overall series and uh, this year. 
congratulations to that because, uh, you know, not only a top ten but a top five finish is something that a lot of guys are uh, doing everything that they can to achieve. It's pretty amazing that you guys finished top five and really had no issues out of the buggy at all. And it's one of those things that when you see an ad for, like, okay, someone's getting rid of their race car, you always think to yourself, okay, you know, that's something that's been beat and thrashed on and fixed a hundred times. But to hear that that car has had no, you know, significant issues, um, that's, you know, if I was a buyer looking for a race-ready rig, that's pretty enticing right there. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised no one jumped on it. Uh, it's it's uh, mind-boggling to me. Yeah, because what's it? What do you guys have it at right now, price-wise? Uh, seventeen five, and That's uh, crazy. I mean, the parts and chassis alone, you know, add up to seventeen five. So pretty much by the parts, you get a free turbo. Right? That's wild. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Um, so let me ask you guys this: uh, after racing this season, Colton, uh, did you you drove this season too? Didn't you? I did. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask y'all individually, Colton. Where was your favorite place to race at? Well, I, I like any course that's long and rough. I like I like the rough. You know, the bigger the boulders, you know, the longer the longer the course and mainly just because that buggy is so reliable and I don't have to worry about it breaking, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, I, c- I can push it where other people, you know, they try to push it and parts start flying and tires start blowing, <laughs> you know, but, but it's, uh, you know, with that being, with that being if, said, if you had to pick one, uh, if you had to pick, go ahead. Uh, I'd have, I'd have to say the, you know, the race that I, I'd say I did the best at, which is Blue Holler, Kentucky. And, mm-hmm. uh, I got second place there, and I ended up second place in in Dyersburg also for the year. Yeah, Colton, it sounds like you're you're cutting out a little bit. Uh, Justin, are you getting that thing cutting out? Um, not much, no. Okay, I think it may just be my internet, but um, all in all, it, it still sounds fine on this end. Um, so, uh, Justin, where's your favorite place to race? Uh, my favorite place to race was the uh, the Memphis uh, obstacle course track that they had last uh, last year at the Memphis Motorsports Park. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people knew about that, and I think that that's the one reason why it didn't last. A lot of people didn't know that much about it, but it was like a Terra Cross obstacle course track, and it was again like Colton said, it was very very rough. And uh, I mean. There were times when you hit obstacles so hard that my vision was blurry. Oh my I gosh! I mean, it was just it was just rough. But like again, my buggy could take it, and I knew it could. So uh, we did really well on that track. And uh, another thing I liked about it is I like racing against other people. So where you're not racing against the clock, you know if you've got somebody in front of you, you know you need to be ahead of them. Or if they're right on your tail, you know you need to go faster. But when you're racing against the clock, you don't really know where you're at. You just kind of think, okay, it feels good. And then you don't you don't really know. But I, I like racing against the other racers that way on that track. So that was fun. So let me ask you this. With that being said, um, have have either of you ever considered doing uh, the endurance racing? I mean, Colton, you, you do the Cup, which is not the same, but longer than the Bounty Series. Um, and, and, you know, hearing you say that you like having racers 
on the race course with you. Um, why not endurance? Well, yeah, I have the endurance across my mind a good bit. Uh, I don't know if you know, I built a, a Razor. I bought a short course bike from a guy that was a proven bike, and, and I spent a good bit of money converting it over to a, a Ultra 4 spec uh, King of the Hammers car. And uh, in, I believe it was uh, 2018, early 20, no. Yeah, 20, I believe it was. When was it, Justin? 2017. Yeah, 2017. Uh, we went to King of Hammers, and we uh, we gave it a try. And uh, I did some pre-running before with the car that I probably shouldn't have, and, and we didn't make it very far before the high gear blew out of the transmission and kind of ended our day. But, uh, it, yeah, it was, it was a big bummer. Yeah. A lot of people joke with me about it, but, it, you know, there for about two weeks, it wasn't funny. <laughs> but but it's, yeah. all, it's, all, it's all in fun, and, and we still had a good time, and I had some good memories out there with some guys. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a long way to go to uh, have, you know, something happen before the, before the main race, you know, and that kind of cripples you in the race. Well, we actually made it to the main race, but we didn't make it very far in the race. <laughs> yeah. But, well, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, the the, uh, the 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 main reason why we haven't done the Pro Rock Survival is our families. Uh, I I failed to mention I've got a four a four year old girl that's ten days older than Justin's little girl, and and you know just just being away from them enough to hit the Southern Rock Racing races and a few others here and there, you know it's. It takes us away from the house a good bit, and uh, you know I wish we had abundance of time to uh, to make it to every race we can every weekend. But we got to kind of sacrifice here and there. So yeah, I understand that too. Uh, that's something that's coming to the forefront of my mind. And uh, for our listeners who haven't heard already, I think this episode will be coming out next Friday. Uh, we're recording on a Wednesday, and. Uh, I'll be running the Pro Rock Series next year, but I'm actually going to run the Pro Rock Series next weekend too. And uh, already looking at the calendar, and it's uh, man, it's I'm going to be gone a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a lot of time and a lot of money to to take off and go to these races, and uh, maybe one of these days we'll get to a point where our families are old enough to go with us, and our our little girls. For that, are old enough to go with us, and we got enough sponsors backing us to where we can just race every weekend. But at this point, we got to kind of pick and choose our battles. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a wise thing to do, though. Um, I also want to mention that car that you guys had in, in 2018, where you had the rear sway bar way off the back. Um, uh-huh. I didn't know that that was y'all's car. That is my favorite, like full body replicated side by side I've ever seen in my entire life I I think when y'all had that one for sale I was in the process of selling my my rock bouncer and if I had gotten what I wanted for my rock bouncer which I didn't I ended up giving it away for a steal um, but if, if I had gotten what I wanted I was coming for that car because that car is the sharpest car I think I've ever seen thank you yeah I appreciate it. We uh we built that one ourselves also, uh, in Justin's shop there. And uh that was the King of the Hammers car that we fixed the transmission and but it had all the best of the best parts and we just transferred them over to that chassis, so 
Yeah, that's where it that is. came from. Y'all did, y'all did great with that. Uh, if y'all ever get the desire to build that car again, and I've got an extra, you know, <laughs> couple thousand laying around, I give you a holler. But uh, I know how things work out. But uh, let's let's just jump into it. Um, you guys are like killing the the RC rock balancing game, and uh, I think that right now, uh, I think I've, I don't know if it was both of you that have said this to me, but. Um, you guys have won more money in the RC League than you have in the side-by-side league, correct? We did this year. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty amazing, to be honest with you. And uh, I know I have a lot of the current racers right now. I probably had five or six guys last week reach out to me and say, hey, uh, you know, I want to get out there and I don't necessarily know where to start and, and how to get into RC and I always tell them, you know, kind of like razors. You get a full body, you learn how to drive it, or you can go get a, uh, you know, a custom chassis from one of these guys, and you can start right out of the box with your rock bouncer, and you can give it all you got. But um, you guys have pretty much, I don't, you know, you you guys, Nick, um, there's a couple of y'all that are really the, the foundation of the of the RC sport you guys have going right now. Um, but it seems like you guys are setting the standard. Um, how did you guys get into the RC? world at all well i've always uh i've always had the little rc crawlers and stuff i'd say probably for seven or eight years you know i'm I'm kind of a big kid i started with the scx rubicon jeep with the frame rails it's an actual crawler and and then i got a race and then you know and then uh i got a yeti you know and then i got a bomber you know i've, I've had almost every axial ready to run rig there is and and i've always had them and and you know my brother and and another good friend of ours raymond hunt he you know they always uh kind of poke fun at me because i was playing with my crawlers at the off-road parks and stuff but now that nicks came along with this rc competition anytime there's competition justin's all about it so now that he has a reason now that he has a reason to have one now uh we're full blown you know we went from I started the season this year with that bomber that I had with a few upgrades, and by the end of the season, I had you know just a full-blown race program with the RCs. So. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how it's taken off in just such a short period of time. Um, but Justin, how, how did you get convinced to to get into this? Was it just a competition, or was it something that you had been wanting to do for a while and just kind of were reluctant or hesitant to get into it? Uh, I actually always liked the the ones that Colton had and stuff, and uh, I, I made myself not get one because I knew that it would be very addicting. Yeah. And uh, and I, you know, just stayed away from it because I knew that would be addicting. And uh, you know, playing with the axial out of the box ones, uh, that that's fun. But uh, whenever uh, Clyde uh, with Southern Rock Racing Series, you know, said he was going to do. A series, and uh, and I saw the rock bouncers, uh, you know, on Nick's uh, Facebook page, uh, RC Rock Bouncing, and I knew then that uh, that was enough to push me over the edge. And uh, I, I like I like building my own stuff, and uh, you know, not just pulling something out of the box and racing it. So since since I was able to, you know, use my hands and build something that that I could go out there and race with. Uh, that that pushed me over the edge, and uh, 
been full blown addiction ever since. Uh, Colton gave me uh, one of those, uh, actually that Yeti that he mentioned, mm-hmm. and I mean it, it was in pieces. It, it, anything that was valuable, anything that was valuable was missing off of it. But it was a foundation for me to start with, and uh, and I built a, a rock bouncer out of it, and uh, showed up at the first race in Texas, and you know uh, now it's uh, it's. It's what October, and um, I've built fifteen of them now. So, uh, yeah. So you're you're taking orders for them now, aren't you? Yeah, I got a got a couple people uh, on the list now that I'm working on. So it's a it's a lot of fun. Anytime you can have fun and and break even, you know, having fun is it's a you know no brainer. Yeah. So. For those who don't know, and, and both of y'all can go at this, or just one of you, who y'all, y'all choose yourselves, um, explain RC rock bouncing. RC rock bouncing is, uh, you know, it's supposed to be scaled off of the one-to-one class, which, you know, the one-to-one is the full-size buggies, you know, with 43 and up tires, or I say 40, 40 inch and up tires. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, we try to make it, as close to the one-to-one class as we can, you know, with some obstacles and courses that's timed on each hill with points on each hill, just like the one-to-one class. We got a lot of the same penalties and everything. So that's the objective is to make it just a tenth scale version of the one-to-one class. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you, let me ask you this, because, you know, after this, you know, uh, people are going to go and they're going to watch YouTube videos of you guys racing. And the first thing that people have always said to me, because my experience and those who have listened know this, uh, I started an SCX-10 uh, with that same Jeep Rubicon in 2013. Uh, built my own bouncer out of an SCX-10, and it was terrible. Got rid of it and then eventually moved to a race, and I kind of had the exact same progression that you guys have. Um, but... Every time somebody sees a video of the RC rock bouncing, the first thing that they say is, it's not that hard. I could do that. And personally, I don't feel like it's that easy, but what are y'all's thoughts when people say, oh, it's just driving a, you know, it's just driving a small car up a hill. Anybody can do that. What do you, what do you say to that? Uh, it's not that easy at all. And, uh, you don't get the feeling that you get in the city of your pants when you're driving a real, uh, anything. So, uh, and also with RC rock bouncing, um, I kind of say that it it is like rock bouncing used to be like in 2013, where the lucky bounce or the unlucky bounce uh, played a huge part in the races. And back in like 2013 with the full size rigs, there was a lot more bouncing. Now it's gotten into racing. Well, with these RC rock bouncers. Uh, that that lucky bounce or unlucky bounce plays a huge part. So you can be really good and you can hit something and it can throw you and uh, you're done. So do you, we'll just kind of tangent there for a second. Do you think that the hills and the race courses that they're building off now, um, obviously they are very different from what they used to be. Um, do you think it's worse or better than they used to be? Well, I like the... Uh I like the old hills, you know, the the old school hills, just go find a hill out in the woods and let's run bouncers up it, but, you know, on the same same side of it, you know, I don't know if y'all know, I'm kind of in charge of safety for the Southern Rock Racing and the big bouncers, and, and 
so far to date, we hadn't had anybody get seriously hurt other than, you know, one guy got hit with a rock, and he was back the same day. But no serious injuries, and, and that's a big plus. And when you're off in the woods, you know, it's, it's hard to keep those serious injuries from happening. And if they do happen, it's hard to get an ambulance back there or paramedics back to where they need to be. So the, the main reason why we're out in stadium style hills now is, is just crowd safety. We got to keep them safe. Man, that has been kind of an answer that I've been looking for for a while. And I know I've had, uh, multiple drivers ask me, you know, or kind of pose the question of, why aren't we doing trails and hills in the back of the woods and things like that? And uh, I, I feel like that that's a very good answer for that question. So I, I like that answer a lot, and um, it makes sense. So I, I can appreciate that for sure. I wish we but, could, uh, you know, I wish we could show up on a Thursday and and say, oh, we're only going to have a hundred spectators this time, so let's let's go find some hills in the woods. But just as sure as we do, we'll have like we did at Blue Holler, I'd say probably, you know, two to three thousand spectators and they're stepping all over each other and and it's uh it's it's kind of a mess. So Yeah, I I understand that and again, uh you know, kinda hats off for thinking smarter than I am on that kind of stuff. Um, my next question is, you know, back to back to the people who say, Hey, we can just come out and do this. Um if you have an out of the box axial car or you get one off Facebook, and it's you know a, a three four hundred dollar RC car, and, and somebody wants to show up and come race. Can they come race with like a ready to run axial car? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's nothing you know as long as it's a you know one of the ones on the list. That's uh, the Rock Ray, the the Losi Rock Ray, the Axial Yeti Ray, the Bomber. Uh, you know, somewhere in that tent scale, four wheel drive, uh, range. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that there were modifications to the rules for this 2020 season, and those rules basically just limit, limited the type of custom chassis that can be there. They can't be, uh, like RC competition style where it's, you know, sheets of carbon fiber that are attached to links, basically. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, Nick basically wants to replicate the one-to-one -one class if you're going to have a, a a chassis. You know, he wants it to be kind of a tube style and look like look like the one-to-one -one bouncers. You know, and we don't we don't have anybody with one-to-one uh, -one bouncers that look like a box. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I think that's very fair. Um, so let me ask you this from the RC perspective: uh, What's your favorite favorite kind of hills to run? Where where do you, where you guys race this year? Um, where where would you go race every single day if you could race there? Texas. <laughs> I like the rocks in Texas. Uh, seems like uh, because of the race courses uh, that we mentioned, you know them being more. Uh, stadium style, you know, spectator friendly, uh, you know, you don't have as many rocks these days, you got more dirt, so uh, uh, in Texas, they, they have a lot of rocks, and the RC course in particular, they've also got dirt, but the uh, the RC course in particular in Texas, uh, it had a lot of rocks, and uh, whether it's RC or, uh, you know, the Razor Buggy, we, we like racing on the rocks <laughs> uh, better. 
Yeah. Uh, Colton, what about you? Uh, I'd, I'd have to agree with him on the Texas, but in, anywhere where there's a lot of rocks, I'm probably going to throw in a Hawk Pride, even though I had a run of bad luck in the RC class at Hawk Pride, but, you know, it's got rocks also and a really good terrain. And yeah, I, uh, I had a spur gear let loose on me and nearly cost me the championship. So it was, <laughs> it was a bad day at Hawk Pride for the RC class uh, for me, but, the courses were nice, and there was a lot of rocks, and uh, and I'd say, you know, also Blue Holler, uh, the second course with the big rock slab was really cool. There was a lot of a lot of different factors in there, but it was also really tough, you know. So yeah, well, I think that's awesome. So uh, for those who don't know. You know, you said that that spur gear problem almost cost you the championship. Uh, who was who was hot on your heels? Uh, it was just me and you know me and Justin, and you know <laughs> the main reason why the main reason why we did so good this year is because we made it to all ten races, and uh, we we got commitments from a few people to make. They're going to try to make all ten races next year, so we're going. to really have to step our game up i wouldn't call myself a professional rc driver you know really you know i make a lot of bad decisions in the rc class but you know hopefully one of these days just like at some point Timmy wasn't a good driver maybe one of these days i can be you know perfect the rc class uh you know and and actually win it yeah yeah so let me ask you guys this um the hills when you guys go to these uh off-road parks are they on a like in, built into a trail or are they man-made hills for the rc yeah for the rc um some of them are kind of built into a what used to be a one-to-one -one trail or something like that and we'll just kind of take one of the one of the tire lanes of a full-size trail or something like that and then some of them are just a hillside, and uh, Nick gets out there with his shovel and his uh, and his hoe, and he uh, he makes it more challenging. He spends hours on that stuff, so uh, yeah, he makes it work wherever we are. Yeah, yeah, I I, I say that because I, there was a video of him at the finals getting all the hills squared away, and uh, I wasn't sure, you know, if you guys always race right beside the hills or near the hills, or if y'all were off on your own doing your separate thing. We're usually uh, right there near uh, the main event and uh, the spectators and all that. We want, uh, especially the spectators, to be able to see it uh, because they, you know, that's something that anybody can get into. So it's a it's a great way to, you know, let let your kids get into the sport or you know, it's a great entry entry level thing for anyone that loves the sport. What would you say, in, in both of y'all to answer this, um, what would you say to all the drivers that are at the races for the Southern Rock Racing Series? They're there anyways. How would you convince them to get an RC car and just jump in the class and, and compete anyways? Well, I'm already uh, trying to convince them at the, the award ceremony. You know, in, instead of thanking my sponsors, uh, I spent that whole time trying to recruit some of the drivers to run the RC class because I like to see more participation from the one-to-one -one vouchers. And I know we, we, we've got little Tim Bacon, and I believe Bubba Bacon is probably going to run RCs with us next year. 
and I kind of caught a gleam in Brandon Davis's eye. I think we can easily convert him. <laughs> and uh, you know, so we got yeah. we got uh, we got several of the the big name bouncer drivers that are probably going to give it a go. Uh, we may need to push them a little, but I know we got a commitment from Willowton Bacon. Well, that's awesome. Uh, he's he's definitely shown out towards the end of this season, and I'm stoked to see him uh, get out there and see if he can't do it again in another class. But uh, let me ask you all this. So uh, this is let me, let me think about how want to phrase this um a good good friend of the show constant listener um curtis hazard he has the uh it's it's like the mud mountain run course that he's got set up um he's got some awesome hills that he's made are you guys going to make a trip out there anytime yeah we definitely uh i told him yesterday uh next year you know we always go out to king of hammers and uh this year it's going to be kind of exciting we're meeting up with uh some of our uh, RC sponsors and other RC people at King of Hammers, so that's something that'll kind of be new to to bring the RC rock bouncers to King of Hammers. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Nothing official, but just showing up with them. And uh, yeah, that that and then running the the ten uh, national rock racing races and going to uh, Curtis, uh, going to Mountain Mud Run and and also going and seeing and playing on Curtis's hills is definitely. Uh, getting put on the calendar for next year that's awesome y'all will have to let me know which race you guys are going to go to and uh i'll see if i can fit it in the schedule because those are uh those are awesome absolutely awesome um now here's something too is uh i had tossed around the idea and i think i spoke to, to justin about it um i had tossed around the idea of having a new year's or you know somewhere before the season gets started um, race possibly in AOP something like that in uh, racing on the rock sponsoring that and putting some money up for a winner um, and and all I all I need to know is is uh, would you guys be interested in something like that towards the beginning of the first of the year? Yeah, we're definitely yeah. Uh, interested, and I've already been trying to scout out places. Uh, so it's a uh, yeah, it's just a matter of setting a, a time and date and uh, talk to a few of the other. RC uh, bouncer drivers, and they're they're even willing to travel here from other states to come to that. So, well, we'll we'll get it in the works, and uh, this is a call to all the other drivers that are listening to the episodes. Um, if you guys are close, I expect y'all to be there, and uh, you know it's a good chance to get your feet wet. I know that a lot of us, um, myself included, we I have I've got a bomber and a Yeti, and if somebody shows up without a car and wants to race. Um, Bring it on. I'll give you a controller, and y'all come on down. We'll have a good time. Absolutely. But, I think I think we'll probably have a few spares ourselves, so if anybody <laughs> needs, a, needs one, just contact us. So. Well, uh, going into that, um, I want to talk about the, the cars that you guys race. Um, now, they're both chassis that Justin has built, correct? That's correct. So tell me, Justin, a little bit about the chassis design. Um, why does your design work so well? Um, I try to keep it simple and light. I mean, I've looked at some of the other chassis out there, and they uh, they have a lot of bars on them that, that don't serve a purpose. They look good, but every single bar that I put on my chassis, and this goes for my Razor uh, buggy, too, if it's not serving a purpose, then I don't put it on there. So, uh, 
I try to do that and, you know, make it cosmetically appealing too, but that's the main thing is just don't, don't put anything on there that's not serving a purpose. Keep the weight down. And, uh, really that's, that's the main thing. So let me ask you this. Uh, what is a, one of the bouncers that has more of the bars in there, what's a typical weight of those bouncers versus your bouncers? You know, I haven't really weighed one of those. Um, I know that, that my steel uh, chassis weigh just a few ounces over a pound. Wow. So I, I don't really know what the other ones weigh. I've, I've actually got one uh, here with me now so uh, that has a lot more bars on it, so I'll have to take it and weigh it and see. Yeah, I'd be curious to know how much of a how much of an increase it was. Um, but obviously, you guys are running, you know, those rigs. Is there a certain setup that you guys like? I know I'll, you guys get this question all the time. Um, what electronics do you guys like to run? We like the uh, Castle uh, Mamba X ESC with the uh, Home Hobbies uh, motors and. Uh, the remote, I wouldn't say that we're sold on, on any certain brand when it comes to the controllers. I mean, I, I run a, a Samwa and it's, it's okay. I don't, I don't have any major issues with it. And, uh, and I think Colton runs a, uh, a DX5 rugged. And as far as I know, he doesn't have any issues with it either. So. Yeah. It, it seems like the actual controller and remote would be less significant than you would imagine. It doesn't really seem like it plays that big of a part. Am I wrong? Um, it's nice to be able to access some of the settings with our remotes that you can, like the uh, the endpoint adjustment and, you know, on your steering and stuff like that. With, with just a regular uh, out-of-the-box remote, you wouldn't be able to adjust that. And uh, so that's, that's kind of nice to be able to adjust those because uh, with the bigger tires and the trailing arms and the uh, leading arms, you know, you need to be able to set those endpoints where those tires uh, are not hitting those arms. So that's that's kind of handy. Uh, also, the function of being able to use rear steer, uh, if you need that, uh, that's kind of handy. But I think we've both found that we're not near enough, good enough drivers to pull with rear steering, so we've kind of gotten away with that. So. It kind of seems like to me, and, and, and this goes for one-to-one, -to -one too, in my opinion, um, rear steer is distracting most of the time rather than it is helpful. Yeah, that's, that's what I found with the RCs. I mean, when you're not racing, uh, it's fun to play with. But when you are racing, uh, it, it is very distracting. And it seems, you know, if you put it on your race car just thinking, oh, I won't use it during a race, uh, I think every single person, you know, who has an RC or experience with one will tell you that when you convert that to a front axle, essentially, uh, you've just generated another weak link. Yeah, you're definitely, uh, yeah, several more weak links there when you, when you do that. So, yeah, you're cutting down on reliability for sure. So I'm going to ask you guys both uh, this question and give you all both a chance to answer. Um, what has been – I'm going to ask you this for the RC and then a side-by-side. -side. So while the other one's talking, be thinking about a story here. Um, what is your best memory from this year in the RC world? Um, what was the best memory for you, Justin? 
Um, let's see. RC World. Probably uh, not any particular occasion, but uh, it's a lot of fun to get the uh, the younger kids, uh, you know, involved and kind of encourage and coach them. Like uh, Jake Christensen, uh, you know, he he raced with us uh, most of the races, and it, it was a lot of fun just coaching him. Uh, that that probably uh, was the, was the best memory is seeing the little kids. Uh, uh, get involved. So until this year with this RC thing, there you know there was no way for younger kids to get involved. So that that's that's the best part. Colton, how about you? Uh, mine kind of goes hand in hand with Justin. Is you know in the side size and the one to one class. I'm you know I'm sure this goes on because I'm not out in the crowd listening. But there's in the RC class, there's people huddled around and. So you catch a bad bounce and you flip off a hill, you know, everybody's, oh, or you, you got it. You know, everybody's cheering you on and, and, uh, it seems like everybody comes together and works together, uh, as far as the racers and the, you know, the immediate crowd watching. And, uh, you know, everybody's just kind of cheering everybody on and, you know, whoever, whoever gets the luckiest is who wins. So. Yeah, I uh, I definitely feel like that takes a big component of the RC world because I was out just playing by myself yesterday. There's a little bit of a hill that they're building on the construction site next to my house, and uh, I hit a hit a bad bounce, snapped an axle, and next thing I know, my bomber's coming down the hill at you know 15 miles an hour, rolling at my ankles, and uh, it'll 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 go any way at any time. And there's a little bit of. Uh, drama to that that I feel like we don't get any more from the one-to-one and in the full-size rigs well I've done some pretty cool stuff I've got a little <laughs> backyard play a little playground behind my house and I've done some cool stuff just out playing we, we played at the little park there at Windrock the RC course which is really mm-hmm. cool and hats off to Windrock for, for putting that together for people with the RCs but we we made some cool climbs and done some cool stuff but and, and until you line up in that starting gate with those timers, it, it's whenever you got those that time on you, it's a totally different, uh, totally different deal. You know, it's it's night and day different when you got you know you're racing against the clock, and you know especially when somebody jumps in there and runs a eight second run, you know you you know you got to push, and that pushing it, it's hard it's hard to push hard and be good at the same time. So let me ask you this because, you know, you kind of alluded to it, um, but whenever I get in my RC and I have a, you know, this goes for the side-by-sides too, but I've said it I've said it multiple times to my family. Um, when I climb something that I didn't think I could climb in my RC car, there is so much feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction. I would argue more so than the, you know, the side-by-sides that I've, I've been doing for the past three years. Um how do you do? You guys feel the same way? Is it more satisfying to climb something in RC or side by side? It's definitely a, a lot less. Uh, it, I say it's like it's like the fun of one to one racing without the stress because, uh, and and I'm talking about not racing RCs right now. Like Colton said, when you are racing against the clock, it it is it is stressful. But when you're not racing against the clock and we're just out there hitting hills, 
It is every bit of the fun without the stress of worrying about getting hurt or worrying about breaking something. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to uh, hit some crazy hills that, you know, that you never thought that it would even go up. But you're willing to try it because you have nothing to lose. <laughs> exactly. Colton, yeah. what do you think about it? Yeah, you know, exactly what Justin said. You you get that satisfaction with the RCs climbing, you know, like the first bounty hill that we had this year. I actually technically climbed all the hard ledges in the bounty hill, and I took a bad bounce, and, and I had, all I had to do was make it through the timers, and I didn't make it through the timers, and that's kind of a sore subject as well. But either way, it was, it was a very satisfying to get that, you know, you know, I've conquered this hill and with the RCs, but you know, it's it's pretty satisfying in a side by side. Also, back you know, back before I was racing, and sometimes since I was racing, I like to hit a big hill. But the main reason why I don't hit the big hills anymore is I've I've got a family now that depends on me, you know, and I I really can't afford to be hurt, you know. Like I. I've climbed what they call the Widowmaker at, at Pickwick. If anybody's ever ever heard of that, I I kind of opened it back up after it laid dormant for about five years, and I climbed the big hill at G1 at Windrock that you see people flipping off of all the time. And mm. you know, I made some I made some pretty nasty climbs on a side by side. And basically, I don't know if I'm I don't know if it hurts more when I flip over because I'm getting older, or maybe I'm just a little smarter. But uh, <laughs> I just, I've, I've, I've kind of had to tame it down a little on the on the big hills, unless there's some kind of money or points on the line. You know, I, I feel the same way, and, and I always, you know, I think that you guys have, have expressed to me that y'all listen to the show and y'all heard me say it, but I just don't have it in me to, to climb that. And, and, and I've asked people, are you just not afraid to get hurt or you, you know, you got a couple screws loose. Like, what is it that makes you want to go out there and go climb these hills? And I feel the exact same way. And, and it's something that one of my buddies, uh, Mitch, who listens to the show, he mentioned, you know, every time he said, man, if I go and I climb this hill and just by chance I break my arm, which all in all is not a, you know, horrible injury, he said, I'll be, I won't be able to do my job and it'll go back on me and it'll just be a terrible thing. And not to mention that that's a minor injury, you know, it could be, catastrophically worse and uh some of these guys that climb these hills like they're just not nothing i you gotta wonder you gotta wonder what their what their thought process is before they do that well i've, I've climbed all these big hills you know a few more that i mentioned i've climbed showtime hill at, over in hot springs i've climbed horsepower hill i've climbed concrete hill pretty much all the big hills over at hot springs and and uh you know and then on the flip side I get on a on a 80cc dirt bike and I break my leg and and it was it was really hard for me to do my job for about two months until that leg healed up and that kind of that kind of dawned on me hey maybe you need to you know smarten up a little yeah it makes I mean it makes sense uh, but going back to to that what would you say I know you said you we kind of touched a little bit earlier but I want to I want to emphasize this for the people listening. People who don't have the RCs right now, what would you what would you tell them to go get them to to take that leap of faith and spend four hundred bucks and go get them a car? What would you tell them? I I'd, I'd say I probably I'd probably save up another two fifty and spend 
600 or 650 on a on a chassis from you know any of these any of these chassis guys and get uh you know have a rig that you can race with and and do good you know but i'm not saying you can't race with a just a rtr rig but they they need some adjustment they need some 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 stronger parts and they need some weight put in different places and better tires and stuff and you're going to end up with you know 600 in it real fast anyway so you might as well uh might as well go ahead and start with a with a chassis rig justin what about you yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I would say join one of the uh, either the rock mounting page or or the Axial Rock Crawlers page, and uh, I would uh, I would get a list of, of parts together. And if you watch those pages, you can find the parts uh, cheap, and you can pick, you know pick this here and there. And even the some of the guys that I've that I've built chassis for, uh, they it was their first one. They didn't know where to start. And I, I walk them through the process. They they say, hey, this is what I want to build, and I build the chassis for them. And then uh, I'll get on uh, the pages and I'll tag them. Hey, if I see some axles or something, I'll tag them in this. I tag them in a transmission. I'll tag them in a motor. And uh, you know, next thing you know, they got the parts gathered up. And this is you know good parts, and uh, they build a rig. That's awesome. So that leads me to my second part of the question I asked earlier is what is your, uh, we'll start with Colton here. What is your best story or best memory from racing side by sides? Uh, I'd say, uh, 2017, right at the finals in Dyersburg when it was kind of up in the air whether, whether me or Jamie Coldiron was going to take third place in the series and ended up uh was consistent enough in the finals to get the third place and uh had my brother standing up there with me with uh brandon davis and timmy cameron at the series finals so that's you know that that meant a lot to me to be able to stand up there with those guys and my brother and and that's probably the probably the most uh significant moment in my racing in my racing uh career Justin, how about you? Yeah, that was uh that same time was probably uh the best uh, moment. Uh one one other person that was there was uh Clint Todd with uh special carriers. Uh he don't really come to hardly any races ever. But uh he came to that one and uh we had uh Timmy and Brandon and Colton, everybody all running special carriers top three for the season so that was uh that was pretty cool yeah that sounds uh that sounds like one of those moments that you don't forget for sure but uh is there let me let me just kind of go out here is there anything that you guys else that you guys wanted to talk about specifically uh maybe set up with a car or anything in mind that y'all want to talk about um before we kind of hit like closing statements and stuff I don't. I don't think so. I don't have anything. You you mean as far as the side by sides? Uh, it, it, all of it. Before we start giving uh, okay. shout outs and things like that, figure I'd give you guys a chance. If there's anything we didn't talk about, uh, to feel free and let's run through it. Just, well, uh, on the side. Go ahead. If anybody, 
wants any help getting into the RC uh, stuff, uh, feel free to give us a shout, and we'll uh, we'll do what we can to uh, help you out. I'm still learning, but uh, I know enough to get you started at least. Good to know. Good to know. Colton, what were you going to say? Uh, you know, in the side of sides, I think I think reliability is just a, a big key factor in, in winning. You know, is anything more than a than a thirty second run? You know, you're going to need reliability, and uh, and you know, all the parts that we run put together are pretty pretty bulletproof uh, setup between the special carrier suspension and uh, we run the e power steering. I don't know if y'all. Heard of that? That's a it's a standalone steering system for the razors that it keeps the steering from cutting out on you because when you're running, you know, locked up diffs and big tires and your steering goes out, it's uh it's pretty devastating. And uh, the uh, you know Keller Performance ball joints, we got we got some of the first Keller Performance ball joints that ever became available. Uh, I think two of them are still in the razor now from from two and a half years ago. You know, That's we're awesome. still running them, and uh, you know, never had any issues. We've never broken one. Uh, you know, it's uh, basically this this collection of all these uh, parts coming together uh, is what gets you through a side side race and gets you on the podium. Well, I uh, I, I couldn't agree more with you, um, but uh, Justin, I'll let you go first here. Um, is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to? Any sponsors or anything like that you want to close with? Um, just thanks to uh, all the people who helped us out in the side-by-side world, uh, especially uh, Clint uh, with Special Carriers. I mean, we would we would not even think of getting into racing if it wasn't for him, uh, you know, backing us up with that suspension. So, uh, and then all the other side-by-side uh, sponsors and a uh, couple RC sponsors uh, that we're starting to pick up, uh, Team Optics Racing, uh, Voodoo Tires, uh, Shift RC, uh, Steering Servos, uh, they stepped up this year. Uh, you know, a lot of people were scared to put their servos on a bouncer or maybe not even scared to put their servo on a bouncer, but when we spent our hard-earned money on uh, their servo and put it on a bouncer, they said, well, it's on a bouncer, that's why it broke. So, um, yeah. Uh, huge thanks to Schiff, uh, you know, for stepping up and being willing to put their stuff on a bouncer and stand behind it. Um, yeah, so uh, appreciate appreciate all the sponsors. You know, me and Colton couldn't uh, couldn't you know live this dream and you know do this without them. So thanks to the sponsors, thanks to our wives, uh, you know, for being willing to let us. Uh, and the time and the money to go do it. So, yeah. Colton, how about you? Uh, yeah, you know, big thanks to the wives. You know, they they give us they give us some crap sometimes about being gone, but you know they know we love it. And it's you know whenever 2015, whenever Justin moved to Nashville with his work, uh, you know, it kind of separated us three and a half hours. So. The racing is, is what we do together. That's how we come back together and, and get something done through, through the racing. But, uh, special carrier suspension, you know, Clint, Clint, I went riding with him, uh, up in, uh, outside of Murray, Kentucky, at Land Between the Lakes. 
and uh, I didn't really know at the time. I thought we were just going on a ride, but apparently he was scouting out new sponsors, and by the end of the race, I mean, by the end of the ride, he said, uh, hey, man, I want you on our team, and and I've, I've been with him ever since, and I've helped him helped him develop some new parts and uh, bring some new stuff to the table and test some stuff for him, and we, we work together real good. And uh, Clyde, uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, Clyde with Spider Off-Road is the one that developed the Venom shifter and uh, the Venom gated shifter. So we had one of the first Venom gated shifters uh, testing it out for them. And uh, Evolution Power Sports has been helping us a good bit. You know, we don't have the fastest and the most powerful bike, but uh, but we we definitely got you know, an extra 30 to 35 horsepower out of Evolution Power Sports, and that's that's helped us a good bit. Uh, uh, Justin, you know, he, Justin didn't even mention his own company, uh, Extreme Coatings. Uh, you know, all our rigs are are coated in the Extreme Coatings, uh, and it seems to hold up really good for us. And the good thing about it is whenever you, whenever you damage the Extreme Coatings in a rollover or something, you can... Uh, you can fix it, uh, and it a repair job looks really good without having to tear the whole rig down to have it, like say, repowder coated and repainted. So that's a that's a great feature there. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that alone is uh, it's worth looking into. Right. Uh, on top of that, aside from that, uh, Clyde was other not racing. Uh, he, I think he sacrifices a good bit to put on these races and. And, uh, Clyde and the gang, I call them the gang. It's, uh, Jack Porter and Dave Mitchell and, you know, everybody that works together to put those races on. Uh, of course, me and my brother help also. Uh, Dave and Bree that handle the live feed for us. Uh, they, for the past two years, they've been broadcasting this deal live and, and, uh, I think they're a big part of why Southern Art Racing has grown so much and, and off-road racing also in general has grown as much because of the, the live feed with Southern Knot Racing. Uh, yeah, I think so too. It makes uh, people like me who can't always make the races, it gives me something to watch uh, while I'm working, and it also lets me stay up to date on my information. Uh, aside from that, uh, uh, the media sponsors, uh, Bust and Knuckle, and I call them media sponsors because they uh, – you know, they they help our race program a good bit by getting those pictures and those videos out there to, for everybody to see. Uh, Busted Knuckle, Mad Ram 11, uh, D-Pats Photography. Uh, if y'all don't know Dylan Payton, uh, you might see about getting him on the show also. He's a really good guy and has some killer photography shots, and he, he tries to make it to every race. That's Southern Knot Racing, Pro UTV. Uh, some ultra four races. I mean, he's he's bouncing off all these hills, getting these shots. That's uh, awesome. And, awesome. and uh, Black Dog Photography and uh, Savage Off Road Media. Uh, he's following the game down there. Uh, I think that's about it for for thanking people. And uh, well, I, I appreciate having both you guys on. Uh, it's been. Awesome. Like I said, I've been wanting to do it for a while, and I know that we could. We just knocked out a little over an hour. Um, I know that we could easily knock out another hour, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to save that for uh, hopefully the beginning of next season, 
and uh, we can talk a little bit about the cars that you guys have because uh, it sounds like you guys are going to have not only uh, a new side-by-side in mind, but you guys are also going to be uh, in the next iteration of Rock Bouncer Cassie. So looking forward to that time. Uh, uh, Justin, Colton, thank you guys. Y'all have been excellent. And uh, if y'all want to, I'm going to close the, the recording down, and then uh, I'll shoot you guys some messages, and we can uh, go over what the next steps are for getting this bad boy online. Thank you, and uh, th- thanks for helping uh, all the drivers in the off-road world, uh, you know, not just drivers, but uh Parts manufacturers and everything. Uh, appreciate you uh, giving everyone a chance to kind of get their thoughts out there. So thanks a lot for what you're doing. No problem. Like I always tell everybody, I'm I'm just a fan who's lucky enough to get to talk to all y'all, and uh, I've been watching everybody for a long time. So a lot of the time, I get a little uh, starstruck when I talk to y'all. So thank y'all for taking your time out of your day. And uh, like I said, I'll give y'all a shot here in just a few minutes. All right. All right, man. Thank you. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the show. Today's show again was brought to you by WeBuyRides.com. That's www.WeBuyRides with a Z.com. Uh, give those guys, if you're looking for a vehicle, especially hear me soon, if I keep having to pull these two rigs around, uh, I'm going to be needing a diesel. That's the first place that I'm going to go. I'll even take my truck there to have it a one-stop shop so I don't have to deal with people on Facebook. I don't have to deal with people trying to come buy my car. I can just take my current truck, get knowing that I'm going to get the best offer possible from them, get, get me squared away in a new vehicle. Uh, I really, really have enjoyed uh, talking to the guys that run We, we Buy Rides and uh, again, like I say always, customer service is everything to me. The team at We Buy Rides is absolutely focused. Just I can't even articulate. Uh, customer service is so important, and uh, especially in the car buying industry where there's a, a stigma of, of poor customer service. We Buy Rides will always take care of you, giving you the best price possible, uh, the best, a better price than CarMax and other things like that, uh, all those third-party vendors. But Highly recommend if you're in the market for a new 4x4, a new diesel, or a new Highline vehicle, WeBuyRides.com is going to be the place to go. Infinite Off-Road is also a really great place to check out. Again, coupon code ROCKS for 10% off your entire order. And from there, uh, wheel rings, light bars, pods, everything. Uh, I just put some pods on my RS1, and man, they're so bright. It's absolutely amazing. Backed by a 25-year, you break it, they fix it warranty, even covering accidental damage. Uh, who doesn't, you know, who doesn't like that? Just knowing your part's going to be good for basically forever. Um, Infinite Off-Road's been so good to us, y'all. Customer service, again, is everything. All Things UTV is also a sponsor of the show. I'm glad to have them on board because they basically carry everything that Infinite Off-Road does not. Uh, in terms of Infinite Off-Road is a specialized light company. All things UTV basically cleans up and takes everything else. Wheels, tires, uh, suspension components, axles, drivetrain, uh, just about everything that you can think of. Seats, sound, engine performance, they've got it. And specializing in their Razor A Tender Spring Upgrade Kit. Uh, I would highly recommend you guys check those out. That is an awesome way to get a little bit more ride height and a little bit more ride comfort out of your car. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Have a good one.